The point of this podcast is to provide you with a more panoramic view on sports. I want you to see sports through a different lens, catch them from all angles. So at the end of the day, you can have a more holistic viewpoint in the world of sports. I'm not just talking about the traditional sports like basketball, baseball, football, even hockey and soccer, which we've talked about in the past. No, I want you to see all sports through a different lens. Today, we jump into the world of esports, and my guest helps explain what he thinks will be the benefits and disadvantages of this evolution of esports in the world today. It's a really, really interesting topic, and I learned a ton. I know you will too. So tune in today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! Everybody. Welcome back to the Game Time Guru. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I want to first start off by saying, if you want to follow me on social media, don't forget to go over to Twitter. Um, you can find me at, at the Game Time Guru, and also I have an Instagram page, but that's at Game Time Guru without the the or the at the beginning of it, so just at Game Time Guru on Instagram. Uh, I know it sounds strange, but I have been doing some you know stories um, on Instagram, so you can see some behind-the-scenes footage of what's going on in my, you know, podcast life. So, anywho, uh, as you guys know, you can find me on Anchor as well, the Anchor app. I have my own little station over there where I do daily quick takes and just talk sports with other, you know, sports fans. And obviously iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and any other uh, podcast platform you can think of, YouTube, um, you can find me there as well. Yes. So I would appreciate if you could find me, subscribe, and then share this with your friends and leave a review if you could, please. So today I brought a guest onto the show by the name of Scott Johnson. Now, Scott is a, is a friend of mine from, you know, years back when I was in high school. And I met Scott through a couple of, uh, of mutual friends that we had. And the first memory I have of Scott is actually when uh, we were playing basketball in high school, and a, a group of friends went over to our church, and we were just playing just some pickup basketball over at the church. And I remember Scott coming over there, and all I knew of Scott was that he was a soccer player. That's all I knew. I knew he was a soccer player and that he liked soccer. That's all. But uh, come to find out, Scott was also a really good basketball player. So, I mean, just through our friends, we were, we were able to compete together and just, you know, just play whenever we got the opportunity to play basketball together. Flash forward a few years later... And, you know, we're both back home from, you know, serving uh, church missions and such. We're back home doing our thing. Uh, I see him again. We were playing some basketball. I think his brother came with us a few times. We were playing some pickup ball over at a local high school. And I got to know Scott even better and realized he's not just a soccer player or a basketball player. He also, you know, will play baseball slash softball. Uh, He also excels at football. He came onto our flag football team. So Scott was an athlete in all traditional sports. Then I find out that for his whole life, Scott's been, you know, wakeboarding and doing all the extreme sports, snowboarding, wakeboarding, doing his stuff, his thing there and excelling at those. So not only did he do traditional sports, but he also did extreme sports. And then a couple years ago, uh, I find out that Scott moved and I'm always asking my other friend, I'm like, what happened to Scott? Well, my friend tells me, well, he, he moved and, and now he's streaming uh, well, playing video games and streaming them. Well, at the time, I was just like, what? 
That was my question. I was like, what in the heck does that mean? Like, what is he doing? He's playing video games? Like, what? So Scott, as I came to, you know, become a little bit more knowledgeable about, you know, the streaming world and, and, and how people, you know, watch these video games and, and watch people play video games, I understood it a little bit better. I realized, man, so not only was he good at traditional sports and extreme sports, but he's also very good at what we would call the e-sports, as the world is knowing it now. Um, so he's what we call an all-purpose athlete. So, Scott, thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate you being here with me today. Uh, I appreciate the phone call and you uh, letting me guest on your, your show. You, you chuckled a little bit when you, <laughs> when you talked about streaming or playing video games. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a billion-dollar industry that's, that's growing a ton, especially on Twitch. Just I know you, the part you chuckled on was watching video games, and Twitch is just huge, man. Bought out by Amazon and just growing and growing and growing. So you're on Twitch then? So what, like, like, what do you do on Twitch? Explain that to the listeners, what you're doing with your streaming and, and how Twitch actually works. All right. So let me go through a quick – a quick intro then, um, like you were talking about, my name's Scott Johnson, like he was talking about, uh, I go by Vope in the gaming world, and uh, you, you can find me on, on twitch.tv at Vope, let me see what it is, it's at Vope TV, so it's twitch.tv slash Vope TV, or um, I set up a website so you can watch me straight on Twitch from the website, just Vope.tv, um, same thing, you can find me on Twitter at Vope TV, and I just try to keep everything simple, Instagram, Vope TV, same thing. So we're just going to keep a Vope TV across all things. Um, but what we do on Twitch is, is we stream or we play video games. It's, it's growing a little more than just video games. Right now there's a, there's a whole directory dedicated to content creation. Um, it's something where people are playing music on there or just creating their own music. They do a lot of graphic design work. A lot of creative designers are doing just graphic design work on the, the creative directory on Twitch, but it's pretty much just a live entertaining stream. So I stream eight to 14 hours a day um, playing video games all day long from different kinds of video games, like first person shooters to that are call of duty style all the way to uh, uh, world of Warcraft oh, RPG yeah. style games. So I play absolutely every kind of video game you can imagine on my channel. Man, that's awesome. And um, so it just, you don't have to get into numbers or anything, but do you, you mean, basically make a living doing this at this point? Like, is that how you get by every day since you're putting so much time and effort into it? Is that your full-time job? Um, yeah, I definitely put in at a minimum 40 hours a week on an average 60 hours a week in setting up stream and streaming. Um, if you want to count like the number of hours I'm playing and streaming, it's, it's definitely in the 60 to 90 hour range because, you know, all I do is eat, drink, and sleep video games. Um, other than that, I mean, you take a little bit of time off for yourself, but most of the time you just enjoy going back to playing video games. Um, I do make a living. I, I would call it right now, I'm a little bit on the smaller side, and I would definitely call it a little bit below living, but I, um, I'm fortunate enough in my life to, to have a passive income coming in as well. That's awesome, man. Okay. So as you guys can see, Scott's pretty passionate about what he's doing. And um, that's why I wanted to bring him onto the show because he's pretty knowledgeable in the field of video games. You know, he, he knows how to game. He knows a lot about um, gaming. So we're going to jump into a couple of, dis a couple of topics. Um, first one being, I want to know, I want to know your thoughts, Scott, on the whole name of eSports, because I know that you and I have discussed this in the past and you had mentioned something that you had an opinion on the whole 
the name of eSports. Can you give us your opinion on, you know, what you think about the name eSports? Is it a sport? Is video gaming a sport? What's your thoughts? Absolutely. So being an athlete myself, um, it's sport is kind of like, you know, you think of baseball, football, basketball, even, even golf and tennis and, and anything like that. It's something that requires a lot of athletics. And I think it, it waters, waters down the name sport a little bit by calling it eSports. I mean, obviously I'm an avid video game player, but it, it doesn't mean that it should take the place of sports. I appreciate what eSports is doing for the world, but to call it eSports is, is a little much for me because let me, let me put it this way, Shane. So if you're, if you're wanting to be a baseball player, let's talk about Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is a is national star, right, international even, and he's just an incredible baseball player. Ever since he was a kid, maybe three years old, his parents have raised him, and he has spent everything eating, drinking, and sleeping baseball. He's been learning baseball and training for baseball his entire life. So because he was able to train for baseball, through those 18 years, and then 18 years in, he's able to, to become a professional baseball player. How are you supposed to do that with eSports? In the eSports world, sure, you could start at the age of three and start playing video games, um, but being good at Super Mario Bros. on the Nintendo is not the same as being a great PC gamer in, in this day and age. You can't really start at the age of three and train to play Call of Duty because by the time you're 18, Call of Duty is no longer a professional esport. Now you've got to play Overwatch or you've got to play player unknown battlegrounds or you gotta play for honor. So the game is constantly changing and I don't see how how it can be called esports when it's not an actual sport because it's just constantly changing. The sport changes every five years. Every five years a new game is developed and put out that's the new competitive professional scene. And you can't just jump from one to the next and one to the next. I like that. So basically you're saying it, it's not as consistent. So it's not as consistent as other sports. Basketball is the sport of basketball. And while the game will evolve from, you know, throughout time, like now you see basketball players, it's a little bit faster speed. You can, the big man in basketball isn't as relevant as it used to be. The sport itself is the same. So you can start from a young age practicing that sport and still be able to, you know, it's the same sport when you're 18 as it is when you're four or five or in your example, three years old. But as far as video games, there's no way to actually be consistent because it changes so often. Is that what you were saying? Exactly. It would be closer to, um, which, which does happen quite often where people are dual sport athletes, like, uh, like Bo Jackson or even watching uh, Tim Tebow try to come over and play baseball or Michael Jordan going to play baseball. Sure. They're athletic people. So they have those skills, to play multiple sports, but just because Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player on earth doesn't mean he was able to transfer that over to being the greatest baseball player on earth. And that's kind of how the games change in, in esports. You can be the greatest Call of Duty player in the world, but you can't just switch and become the greatest World of Warcraft player ever. Sure, you can be decent at it, but those skills don't, don't translate because you're not able to spend your whole life training for that. Gotcha. That's a really, really good point there. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Now, you also said that uh, while you were explaining your answer, you did mention that you do appreciate what uh, the, you know esports is bringing to the world. Um, with that being said, just recently in the last couple of months, the University of Utah, which is a Pac-12 university, a Power 5 conference, actually mentioned and, and then they, they stated that they will be including esports as a varsity sport, meaning they can give out, you know, scholarships or partial scholarships for gamers 
to play um, for their, you know, so they'll have a team. And I think they are starting with League of Legends. I think that's the game they mentioned. I, I believe I could be wrong there because I was reading a couple articles today. I could be getting them uh, crossed. But so there's a, there's already a few schools that um, have them, have uh, eSports as a varsity sport. But with Utah being the first, like, major conference school to accept it, they're expecting more and more schools to start you know, bringing them in and allowing this to be a, a major thing. I kind of want your thoughts on that. Is it as esports are becoming a actual, uh, sorry, an actual college sport and a collegiate sport where you can get an athletic scholarship per se to go and play? What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I actually think it's it's great for the not only the gaming world but just the world in general because uh, as people are are developing those those skills you mentioned the league of legends so two of the longest lasting games right now that are that are professional um are league of legends which i think is going on its eighth year now um of being a really really high-end game it's the number one streamed game on switch all day long every day it is it is just huge there are hundreds of thousands of people watching watching league of legends all day long um i believe you know i'm just i'm throwing this statistic out there because um, I've heard it from multiple sources, but I can't I can't tell you 100% that it was true. But there were triple the number of people watching League of Legends during the last Super Bowl than the number of people watching the Super Bowl. So League of Legends is definitely growing. Um, calling it a bringing it in as a scholarship sport is good because the more publicity um, esports is getting or athletic scholarships are getting, then the more publicity the rest of the sports are going to be getting, and those schools can grow. So a lot of the bigger schools that make a ton of their money and are able to uh, give out lots of scholarships, getting free education and different things like that, instead of just constant taxes, is we're able to we're able to donate to those athletic scholarships, and then those schools grow. So, say um, one of the greatest players in the world goes to play League of Legends at University of Utah. Now a lot of people are watching that, and uh, the school is actually going to start making money off of that. And since the school is making money, the rest of the school grows, including all of their other athletics. So in my opinion, it's, it's good for everybody. It, it doesn't hurt anybody for that to be going on. My first thoughts as an outsider here was, you know, there are a lot of kids that, that are gaming, and, and you'll always hear the parents that are, you know, apprehensive about that, and they'll say, you know, you need to put down the controller and go do something useful with your life and stuff like that. You'll hear those parents that are crazy. Well, I think this also gives them an opportunity to like actually look forward to something like those kids that are playing video games. Well, maybe, you know, maybe that'll actually help them. They can go and get an education by doing that. Just like, you know, some kids, they play football all their life. They might not be the best in the classroom, but it gives them an opportunity or a pathway. It opens the door for them to get, gain a higher education. Um, and I think, I think that is it's another opportunity for kids to be able to get a higher education by doing something that they're really good at. Um, now, going along with that, outside of college sports, are actually going to be introducing esports into the Olympics going forward. That's been the discussions that have been happening lately. Um, do you have any thoughts on that as far as, as that's concerned? Because I don't I don't know the ins and outs of it right now because I was reading up on it today. It seems like. You know, you don't necessarily have to have gone to college for that. I mean, there's a lot of people that never got the opportunity to go to college for esports, and you know, they're already past that. But like, what do you think about that as far as being an Olympic sport and how that can actually change it? Not only for the like schools here, obviously, but for the worldwide publicity of esports. You know, um, it's something that I've thought a lot about, and you know, hearing about it, and it's something 
to be completely honest with you, I go back and forth on. I feel like, you know what, water's down sports. It Throwing it out there as an e-sport, Olympics is, is it's the top tier. It's the best of the best. Like you, it's a huge deal to get a gold medal in as an Olympian. But the more we throw out there, like it's, it's on the edge of becoming participation awards for everyone where, you know what, we're just going to create so many sports that almost everybody has competed and almost everyone has succeeded. But at the same time, I, you have to be very talented to get out there and, and be coordinated enough to play at that level in esports. So I don't know if it should be in the Olympics, but it should definitely be a worldwide event. I respect that a lot. Um, yeah, okay. I like that. So if you're listening to this, this is why I brought Scott onto the show because while he is, like he said, an avid gamer, he has, you know, a wide knowledge on all sports for that matter, and he understands the pros and cons of esports growing. So to go along with this some more, let's let's dive into this discussion. Um, how do you think that the evolution of gaming will affect the youth coming up because I'll just be honest, I just played in a basketball tournament this last weekend and we were talking with a, a young guy. We, we noticed there was a, um, a lot less teams that actually participated, a lot fewer teams, sorry, fewer teams that participated in this tournament compared to years past. And we were talking to one of the kids who plays, you know, at a, at a community college in a different state. I think it was over in Oregon. And he said, yeah, they're, they're hurting for basketball players. They can't recruit as many anymore because there's not as many coming up through the high schools. Uh, there's not as much talent going on. And a lot of people think that it's just the generation. Uh, they're getting more and more into video games. So what are your thoughts here? Do you think that it negatively impacts other traditional, quote unquote, sports that we're, since we're seeing this evolution of esports? Um. <laughs> Speaking a little bit uh, bluntly, I don't think so because I do watch a lot of professional sports and <laughs> I don't think I've seen maybe one or two professional or even elite level um, video game players, esports athletes uh, that would even be able to compete with me. And I'm nowhere near, I'm, if anything, at the low level of junior college athlete. And I don't think that I've seen any um, avid athlete esports e athletes e athletes is that a thing? Nah, it sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I I don't think that it's slowing things down. I do think that you and I grew up in in an age where there were some of the most talented people on the planet coming up into college sports, and so we might just see a little bit of a drought here. Um, but that's that's just just my take on it. I don't think that video games are pulling people away from it. The, the younger kids that I do know that are, are very good at eSports, um, some of them also play football or also play basketball. And when they come to play eSports, it's their, it's their second thing. It's, you know, if, if football is not going to work out, then I'll go play. But they don't, they don't ever blow off football to come play base or to come play uh, um, video games with me. Does that make sense? I, I don't think that people are going to be blowing off um, college athletics for video games. No, I got you. I got you. So the numbers are pretty rare as far as those, like pretty much if you're a video gamer and you're an avid gamer, what you're saying is you're seeing that those, those people that are very avid, that, that they're going to be focused on that specific sport. There's not a lot that are, that are like yourself. There's not a ton that are like yourself that are like, you know, that can, that are doing all of them. But, uh, 
there are a few, and the ones who do, you know, play traditional sports, typically the video games are their secondary sport. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, you know, Shane, I'm just out there looking for a good time. So I'm not, I'm not looking to, to be a professional baseball player. I just want to play baseball and have a good time. And so when I get to that, to that level of competition um, that's equal to my own, I, I move on to the next thing. And so I like to play, I like to play everything and kind of, kind of dabble in everything because it's just, it's just more fun for me. And a lot of the people, so the difference here in, um, in athletics versus e-athletics is the people that are playing esports? I'm I'm a big fan of esports growing the way it is because it's such a huge stress relief. Relief. Everyone needs stress relief in their life, and for me, I can go play in a pickup game of basketball because I get I get the ball I'm at the top of the key, and you get into a pressure or panic situation, and the only thing you're thinking about is you know am I going to go left or right on this guy? What what am I going to do? Or even defensively, how am I going to steal the ball from this guy? It's the only thought in your head at that moment which is huge stress relief because you're not thinking about everyday life. Oh my gosh, am I making enough money? Um, am I going to be able to feed my kids this week? You need to have that stress relief in life. A lot of people aren't as fortunate as you and I to have that same athletic skill to go out and do that. If they go out there, they're still just thinking about everyday life because they're not, they're not good enough to compete or athletic enough to compete. So with video games coming up, there's a whole other option for kids who who. For, for me, a lot, of, a lot of my friends are, um, I guess I shouldn't say a lot of my friends. I know a few autistic people who have a hard time in sports, but they're doing a great job in esports, and it's a huge stress relief for them. It's, it's something that they can go to and, and compete in and think only of that moment. And what am I going to do here? How am I going to kill this wizard? What, this is the only thing that they're thinking about, and it's just enormous stress relief, and it's super, super good for mental health, and I can't push mental health enough. The mental health aspect, um, that's huge. So I appreciate you bringing that part up. Um, man, so I guess with that being said, um, and, and I want to talk about some of the benefits out, like to go along with that of gaming in the sense of like you always hear that hand-eye coordination is, is better for gamers. A lot of the military people look for that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What are the benefits outside of that, like to dive a little bit deeper into the mental health aspect or whatever other skills it teaches you? What do you think about gaming and, and the benefits from it? Um, I think it's really good for people um, as, as long as they're finding physical activity in their life. Uh, you obviously can't just substitute full um, physical activity for video games. It's just not a, it's not a healthy way to live. But mentally, it's great. So something for me, as far as hand-eye coordination goes that you were talking about, is this sounds really, really, uh, <laughs> really far-fetched. But when I was a little kid, uh, I, played, I played video games as well, right? And so I'm playing video games, and mom kept telling me, you know, you only get an hour a day. Or, you know, that didn't work out very well. There's always the little kid getting up in the middle of the night to play video games type stuff. But I wasn't, I wasn't not playing sports because of it. Anyways, my mom had found an article a couple years later after not letting me play very much um, that totally changed her opinion on it. And it, it, was, it was an article scientifically proving that people, people who play video games are actually better drivers and are better in sports because it creates hand-eye coordination like you talked about. And to me, it's hard to take somebody who is not very coordinated 
and throw them into a pickup match of basketball and then get better. They're, it doesn't really teach them hand-eye coordination. It's kind of something you have or you don't have. Um, in video games, I've actually noticed mine get better. As I started doing better in video games and started, as far as first-person shooters go, sorry, this is actually all directed at first-person shooter video games. Um, it, created, it created great hand-eye coordination for me, and it actually made me start succeeding a little more in the athletic. Man, this whole entire discussion is actually opening my eyes to this whole world even more. See, this is why I brought you on, man. I appreciate you giving us the insight. So, and I can see that, like, this is honestly, so just just so you know, Scott, you, you know our, our friend Logan. And Logan and I had, we bought this domain for a website called allpurposeathletes.com. That's ours. We own it. And we're hoping to do something with that someday. We've owned it for the last two years. And we always talk about, like, what's an all-purpose athlete? So in any of our city league games, any, any, anything we ever compete in, even our three-on-three -three basketball tournament we just had this weekend, we always put the name all-purpose athletes. That's always typically our name, unless we're being sponsored by somebody. But yeah, all-purpose athletes is our name because we hope that one day we can grow that brand. But when we always said, what is an all-purpose athlete? I'm like, Scott Johnson is an all-purpose athlete. And it's kind of funny because like my whole life, I'm like, dude, this guy can do everything like on a basketball court and everything. And now I can kind of see what you're saying, where it stems from. Now, I don't necessarily say it's all from video games, but I can see where you were like, you're just coordinated with everything you're doing. Uh, it's just, you're an all purpose athlete. And I think it's, it's actually legit to hear like your story growing up and, and how you know, video gaming can actually help you and, and did help you going forward. I think that's freaking rad, man. So thank you for explaining all that. And I, I hope the listeners can actually gain something from this too, because it's definitely helping me. Um, do you have any, so you, you like first person shooters, what about like the sports games and such? What What's your favorite games you play? Yeah, so, um, you know, it definitely changes all the time. Something I was really into that I've probably put the most hours into is a game called Destiny. And even our friend Logan, you, you know, you mentioned you brought up, who is a is a huge athlete. He, uh, he really likes Destiny. He plays Destiny a lot. That's a first-person shooter. Um, as far as... As far as some of the other games go, I actually play League of Legends. I enjoyed that for a little while. Um, it got a little bit too heated. Um, people were a little bit too rude to other people in that game. It, it gets it gets really competitive. And one of the one of the sad things or hard things that we need to in the esports world get over is you know if you go play pickup basketball you're not going to just get in the face of somebody and start talking trash to him because he, because he made a bucket. Like the guy, the guy scores on you. You don't get in a fight with him, but in esports, since you're kind of safe behind your monitor in your own house and nobody's going to do anything about it, people are so rude to one another. Not, not to say everybody is. And usually when something, something hard comes up, um, nobody, nobody's excessive about it. And everyone comes to their aid. So some people have gone through hard times with, with depression and, People totally flip like that, going from being very toxic players to being very, very kind and, and uplifting. So when it comes down to it, people are nice people, but we need to get over in the esports world how, how we treat each other in a normal pickup game instead of showing respect to one another. You, you used to box, didn't you, Shane? Or you still box? Correct. So after you boxed with somebody, did you hate them or did you have so much respect for them afterwards? Oh man, boxing! I actually gained a ton of respect for people. That's how it, that's how I mellowed out a lot, actually. But yeah, boxing, I, I would have a ton of respect for somebody after the fight. 
um, because obviously you're going to battle with them for a couple rounds and you, you get a couple shots. But no, like I, I never was really, I shouldn't say never, but I wasn't, typically I wasn't like mad at somebody after the, after the match. You're, you pretty much respect the other individual. Right. And that's something in sports for me that I think is missing from esports before it can become, before it can become as big as it should be if that makes sense to you. Um, but that, that's just coming from my moral side and my moral standpoint. In any kind of like gaming or, you know, internet type <laughs> uh, world, we, we deal with like cyberbullying all the time. And so if you have those, what we would call keyboard warriors, the ones who talk behind their computer screen all the time, I mean, you, you do run that risk of, you know, having, like you, you're pretty much protected by that, um, like you said. So I could see that and I, I, I can see why that would be an issue. So hopefully, like, do you have any advice as to, like, what, what could we do to help that scenario, help limit those people from being rude and disrespectful while they're gaming? What can we do to even help solve that problem since it's such a wide, it's a worldwide, you know, gaming, it's just a worldwide sport. Um, what can we even do to, to change that? Um, I think the biggest thing to do is most games are going out of their way to, to help out. Um, for example, I, I was talking about League of Legends being kind of one of the most toxic environments uh, of people being very rude to one another. The best thing you can do is re- report the other player. Instead of getting in a fight with them, just report them and actually write in the comments what happened and how, how that, that person just decided to be toxic towards you for, for no reason or for, for the reason of being good. Um, it's very, very rarely that I play a video game and do really well, say, Say we we just go on an, a major kill streak in a first-person shooter. The game ends. The messages I get aren't, dude, that was amazing, great work. The the message that you usually get is you're trash or you're garbage. And why? What's the point of that? If I if I played in, I keep bringing up pickup ball, but it it seems like the most relevant to me is you go play a game of pickup ball, and afterwards you, you did really well. The other team usually congratulates you and talks to you and wants to be buddy buddy with you. It's it's completely the other way around in video games. So I think the thing to do is is to make sure you report those players because um, League of Legends does it, Destiny does it. Um, most of those big video game developers, they'll they'll ban or they'll definitely penalize the player if they're reported too many times. I know I even have I even have friends who do it. They they message other people just out of nowhere and they're totally toxic people. They have been communication banned multiple times, and I have one friend who can't play Overwatch is one of the biggest games out there, right? And he can't right. even get into a match. He has like a three-hour queue anytime he wants to just go play. So he pretty much can't play Overwatch anymore because he's been reported so many times. So as long as we stay on top of reporting people and ignoring them instead of getting into a fight with them, I think it's going to make a huge difference. Okay, okay. So you just kind of have to, you know, it's it's pretty much on the the gamers themselves to kind of help this toxic environment become a little bit better so i like that man i've learned so much in this discussion so scott wrapping up man do you have any other other topics you'd like to to discuss before we you know end the show today is there anything else you'd like to touch base on yeah i know we've talked about a a lot about uh coordination and just people playing video games in in general um the one last thing i just i want to mention i know i've been been talking quite a bit but the one the one big important thing to remember is how much it helps people. So there are the few people that video games might, might hurt as far as um, depression or addiction goes, 
But the same goes with, with regular athletics as well. It's not, it's not healthy to be addicted to anything that way. So you got to make sure you're getting up and getting your physical activity. But the biggest thing that I, I wanted to talk about really quick, and the, going into this whole conversation, you telling me, you know, I'd like you to guess and talk about esports a little bit. The one big thing that I didn't want to, to leave out is how important video games are to the ill. A lot of people that are hospitalized and going through uh, Crohn's disease or anything terrible like that, their one, their one relief in life is, is getting to lay in that bed and play video games and watch their favorite streamers on Twitch. And the Twitch community goes above and beyond for those people. I believe the Destiny community just in itself um, raised, was it, was it $1.5 million in one week just for the, the children fighting cancer. And it was just incredible to see what people can come together to do. And I just wanted to point out that a lot of those people who can't go out and play baseball because they're bedridden with illness, they've at least got video games in their lives. Man, thank you so much for bringing that up. That is huge because, like, that's the same thing we always say about all sports. Like, it helps people because of this and this and this. But for those people who don't have the ability to do anything physical, it definitely gives them something that they can do and and something that they can succeed at. So I appreciate you bringing that piece up. Uh, I don't think a lot of people actually think about that. And if they do, they don't really dwell on it at all sometimes this is this is why I want to the point of my podcast is to bring all sports in here right and and just give a whole like what I say a panoramic view on sports or you know bird's eye view just open it up and discuss them because it's more than just a video game in this case there are so many things that branch out from video games and you touched base on them today which I greatly appreciate Scott and uh Hopefully we can talk about this more in the future. But like I said, I, I appreciate you joining the show with me today, man. And um, we'll be talking. Um, if you guys want to go follow Scott, it's at Vope TV. Is that right, Scott? At Vope TV? Yeah. At Vope TV. And that's V as in Victor, O as in Oscar, P as in Paul, E as in Edward, TV. So go find him on Twitch. Go find him on Twitter. Uh, just like he said earlier, you can find his handles and, and, and go find them. Um, and if you want to look at the description here on the podcast, it's written down here so you can see it um, for all of his handles where you can find him at. So this, is, uh, this has been a great discussion, Scott. I appreciate you coming on. And for all the listeners, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again, Shane.